Hello, and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mitch DiPaolo. And I'm Mark Laporte. How's your week, bud? Uh, I was sick the whole week. Yeah, you got something okay. when you left here last week, you said. And I called BS because you were <laughs> out for three nights, staying up till God knows when. It was the New Year's, so I understand. But don't blame it on my house because I cleaned it. You don't get a sore throat from a clean house. I'm telling you, I, I don't know, the dust or something. I inhaled a bunch of dust, and then I left your house. The minute I went outside, got in my car, started feeling sick. Don't know why. It's just like the kids two weeks ago from uh, uh, my second graders in CCD class. They all were sniffling and coughing and everything, and Lisa comes in the room, and she's like, hmm, there's a tickle in my throat. I think it's from, you know, the dust in the air or whatnot. Meanwhile, there's 15 kids in my room because we're in the back conference room. They're all sniffing. I'm just like, no, it, it's the kids. They're going to get me sick. And sure enough, the next day, I'm sick for a week. So yeah. it may have been a little bit of that, but I think after seven days, uh, the common cold's not going to make you sick. I was just... Uh, New Year's did me in, <laughs> and I was up super late, like, two nights in a row. That probably just killed me, and then I probably just caught something. All right, no, you were talking to me about, um, what'd you have to do on Friday? You had to go see the guidance counselor or the advisor? Okay, I had an appointment with an advisor for transferring from CCRI to URI, or either Rick, and I figured out that I basically, I guess I screwed up. I didn't take all the prerequisites to get into, like, any business program, and I also missed out on the JAA program because I didn't know what I wanted my major to be, like, about a year and a half, and I guess by that time, I've already taken too many classes to sign up for the program, and I've already taken too many classes to be able to take all of the prerequisites for URI as well so it's kind of like weird to describe but basically i'm screwed so yeah very stressed out about that what's the jaa program so basically you it's the joint admissions agreement you go to ccri for two years and you maintain a certain gpa and then when you transfer over to uh, Rick or URI, you get a discount based on your GPA. It could be 10%, 20%, or 30%. I thought it was free. I thought we, for some reason we CCRI had... is free for oh. the two years. Okay. So that's the thing. Okay. It's like you go there, you get your two years done, and then you transfer to URI, and then taking start taking your core classes for your major. Don't they have anything at CCRI that you could take? They have to have an entrepreneurship program or a business program. They gotta have something there now. Yeah, but the whole point was to get a degree from, like, a university. Oh, I, I understand. Yeah, so do you know about the difference between, like, a university degree and, say, like, a RIC degree? Is that is that different at all? Because it's, like, Rhode Island College. Is that, like, not a university? I mean, as long as they're accredited, it should be no problem. I, I mean, I got it like, from Johnson & Wales because my mom worked there. Would people, like, look at that differently, though? I don't think so. Because it's, like, a cheaper school. If this were back 20 years ago, maybe. maybe. Okay. Today, again, this is my stance. I don't believe college is necessary. Yeah. I think it's a completely different ball game. What you're learning in college is not what you need to learn in the real world. There's just... It's close to it, but I feel like it's it's very close. To, it is what you need to learn in the real world, but the amount of information you're getting in that amount of time and the way it's being fed to you doesn't work for everyone. I didn't learn much for the real world in those courses. I didn't learn much. Okay. What I learned was if I had a question, where to look for the answer. That's it. And I remember one teacher clearly stating that. <clears throat> I think people now are forced to because that's just what happens. And they feel if, if you don't go to college, then you're useless. But 
There's so many successful people who never went to college yeah. or dropped out of college. I say learn a trade because you go to college, you're just going to be straddled with so much debt. You learn a trade for even a third of what a college costs. You're going to get a job immediately. It's going to be a high paying job. You get a college. There's no guarantee whatever degree you got, you're actually going to work in that field. Yeah. I, I, but I bet I've so. talked to a lot of people who get their college degree and they are not working in that field. Yep. So, or they were working in that field. And, and then realized they didn't yeah, want to do and it. then got a job somewhere else. Like you said earlier, it, some people have the stance of like, oh, you don't need college at all. And then a lot of people have the stance of like, if you have some college, it'll work. It's like I'm not completely against it. Companies are just looking for you to have some degree that's relevant at least a little bit, you know? I think what everyone is going to be. I, I think they're just looking for, okay, were you consistent? I mean, did you try for higher learning? I want to say, okay, well, if you didn't go to college, what did you do for two years? Like, what did you explore? And if I were talking to you, you'd be like, okay, well, I, I tried to start a couple of businesses and one was successful, two I failed at. I would be more impressed by that than hearing you say, okay, memorized a bunch of information, you know, because you actually tried something. You tried to start your own business or, well, yeah, it's usually just start your own business or learn a trade or something like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I learned a lot. I just explored and learned a lot. I don't know. For sure. We're probably going to get some hate try for this one. But <clears throat> what? I said, we're probably going to get some hate for this one for my stance in college. I just don't, it, it's not I, for everybody. I think it's just the piece of paper is necessary today. It's just, they want that piece of paper. Like, did you go through the program? But it's, you check out Silicon Valley, you'll find out probably most of those engineers don't have a degree. And I bet a lot of them are younger than you. I wouldn't doubt it. I feel we just need to change from that mindset that if you don't have a degree, then you're really not going to make a good employee. Yeah. I feel like that is changing currently. There are a lot of online programs that have courses, like the Google course. I just oh, took one. Yeah. The, um, well, uh, analytics, AdSense, Search Console. Google has a whole bunch, so it doesn't even matter. It was, it was on it was on digital marketing and e-commerce. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you put that to your LinkedIn profile, which is pretty cool. Because at least they'll see, all right, he tried to do something, and it's free. And I'm all for that. You could learn more watching YouTube videos than I feel you could in a college classroom. The yeah. cool thing about the college, college experience is you are around a bunch of people that, I, I mean, if you're in a program entrepreneurship, you know you're around a lot of people with a lot of good ideas that want to try and create something. So that's cool. Yeah. That's why I there. wanted to go into that program. That's what I was looking at. It was like innovation and entrepreneurship. So what if I'm so interested in all of this stuff right now, like why not get a degree in it? Oh, absolutely. You know? It's a worthwhile degree. You could probably still learn most of the stuff from YouTube. Exactly. It's like innovation is at the foref forefront of every industry, right? Isn't that the best place to be? I mean, is this a rhetorical crop question or... Are you no, I, asking? No, I'm just like, that That was my thought process. I thought it was. But what can you do now? Well, we're going to contact um, some of the people at the college, like maybe human resources or something like that. I mean, your advisor couldn't do anything or, about it? No, I asked him and he said, there's been multiple kids in this situation before where they have missed the deadlines and they w were originally like, this was their plan all along. And this happened to my friend too. So he just ended up going to Rick because it was cheaper and it was just, it was, that's cool. uh, I think a bit easier to get into or whatnot. Um, yeah, that's what I might do, but. So your option is 
but finish. I'm just uh, worried about like, here. is Rick gonna work, look worse than? Oh no, I think right now it's just about getting something. Because if you're going for entrepreneurship, clearly your your plan isn't to work for somebody else. It's to yeah, no. do your own thing. Yeah. As long as you take something from it. Yeah, that's true. Learn as much as you can. Talk to all those students. You might find somebody you actually mesh really well with, and you start a company with. You never know. That's true. That's why I said five years from now, with all this AI stuff, we're just we're just biding time until they do everything. And unless you're a prompt writer or just know how to use it, mm. probably going to be out of a job soon. Yeah, they were talking about. I was listening to My First Million and Marketing Against the Green. Yeah, one of the hosts on Marketing Against the Green was like obsessed with AI, and he was saying how it's going to take over search engines. Basically, what does that mean? Instead of going to Google and trying to find information by scrolling through eight different sources, seeing that they all have different views and opinions on the same thing and aren't giving out facts, and then kind of get your own opinion based on what you read. So you can have an AI do that instead. How will it? So it's basically way back when, when Google came out, the big internet boom, now we're going to have a big AI boom. So instead of having people use the internet, we'll have people talk to the AI. And then have the AI just spit out shit from the internet. And they were saying this could affect a lot of things like content sites and all different types of websites because then the ads move to the AI, not the content site. Because you can't advertise a bot. You can't monetize a bot. You're just going to have to monetize by selling your own products like ebooks, courses, um, whatnot. I mean, you can monetize the bot, make it a subscription. A subscription, just... yeah. Yeah. To your info. Maybe that'll work. They'll pay you for your info. Maybe Google, Google will start paying you or. Some other company will just pay you for your information. You'll have to create so what they want, basically. Or I, I don't know. So are you saying like Chat GPT is better than search engines? I'm not saying it's better, but it's already being used as a layer on top of search engines to just simplify the process. How do you make sure it gives you an unbiased new? Uh, People don't care. Well, obviously, nobody the, cares. The majority doesn't, but, you know, a lot of people are still going to use Google. It's not like it's going to disappear. No, it's not going to, but it could be phased out over it a could little, be just a little bit of time. Yeah, it could be affected for sure with how fast AI is growing. That's crazy. I never thought about AI taking over search engines like that. I mean, you just ask it a question, it just gives you non-biased information. These are the facts. This is it. Taking it, deconstructing it, and reconstructing it however you want. Like splitting it apart from multiple sources. So it's like, yeah. Just the facts. Every, it's ev taking everything. And yeah, sometimes just the facts. Like it's trained. So literally. So it's our trained. Our content sites could be... That, and that just blew But there mind. might be a law passed. There might be a law passed where you can't allow it to train. Like, say I have content and I don't want it to be used with AI. What if they use it and I don't want it to be used? Like... They might pass a law that, like, makes them have to ask or, I don't know, pay, whatever, to use it to train a model. There's a... Because technically, it's like, that's not theirs. But it also works like the humans. It's just so crazy. No, there was an article... I'm sorry for the pause. There was an article... When you were talking about that, there was an article from TechCrunch. I don't know, one of them. But it was saying that New York City schools have banned ChatGPT. And at first, I thought that... Oh, yeah. ChatGPT content. And I'm thinking, well, how can they app uh, actually figure that out? But um, I, I think it's actually just the program. Like, you couldn't use the school computer to use ChatGPT. It's, well, of a, course. a billion different filters. Their teachers, teachers are already seeing it. Teachers who know about ChatGPT, teachers who don't know about it, might be a little weary that more students are getting quality work turned in out of nowhere all of a sudden. But they might not know why. 
and a lot of teachers do know why and teachers talk so it's like all over a lot of news places if you look it up like teachers are getting all these essays and whatnot turned in with this chat gpt hey i'd be these tools i tell them at least you got the kids to do something rather than have the kids that don't turn anything in you actually have this kid turning something in at least he tried to use an artificial intelligence to do his work yeah i don't know i I applaud the kids for this you guys have so you know many you know what these tools are really powerful for for though think about if someone literally can't write or has a disability these tools are going to just get so many people to right. get their voice out there so much more easily be creative and do whatever they want like right. think about someone who can't type oh no i'm thinking of uh people with autism just when the iPad i was say i was gonna say that too like people with autism the ipad came out it gave them a way to to speak uh, i saw one video where an autistic guy went to order his food for the first time at a fast food restaurant and the ipad oh. pictures of every of and that's how they would order. order that's how we yeah communicate Yes, they understood, and I, I thought that was really cool. I never thought about AI for that purpose. I always failed. That's the to thing. It's like no that. one highlights that part at all. And I heard this in um, Mid Journey's Discord too from some guy. He, he was mentioning how we have to remember how it helps other people. I just and, I thought oh, it was amazing. Like yeah, like people with autism who can't write or or speak. Like maybe they can just a little bit. They'll be able to get their ideas out so much easier. Oh, uh, they can't I don't communicate know, the normal way. Yeah. No. But there's got to be a way to... Oh, 100%. There's you know, there's business ideas in this. I just have to think of them. People are talking about AI solving, like, advanced problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there's seven equations out there. So, One of them's been solved. I feel like... Six, they can't. So I think... AI will. I think in 2023, it's going to... Maybe. Maybe someone will find a way to make it solve some problem that we've been facing, whether it be a health issue or something. I wish we could have an AI person on to like explain it explain how everything works like to a t but to a child (laughs) explain it to me as if i was five you do you watch the office i watched some of it okay well there's a part where i'm not an office watcher i know people who watch it love it but I, I tried, and some of the episodes were funny, but they were oh yeah, they were too are... few and far between. It was just like we yeah. had to wait for the funny episodes. Work in an office, and you kind of say, oh yeah, this is this kind of these people are nuts. Yeah, but there was one episode where they had a surplus. the, the branch had a surplus. And Oscar explaining to Michael what a surplus meant and that he had to spend this money before the end of the day or else next year in the budget they wouldn't get that surplus. So he explains it to Michael. He's like, okay, how about you explain it to me like I'm five? And then he goes through his whole thing about a lemonade stand. Michael still didn't get it. I think he said, all right, how about four? Just Yeah, that's that's how I feel if we're going to bring an AI guy on. Like, okay, yeah, you explained it to a fifth grader. How about a fourth grader? Because I still don't get it. <laughs> Going back to the AI and the search engines, there was this website I stumbled upon like three days ago called adept.ai. It's not out yet. You can join the wait list, but I'll have to pull this up for you because it, it's pretty wild. It's an artificial intelligence that is taught how to use the internet for you. So it's just this little floating dialogue box. And you can type into it what you want. 
like uh, a four bedroom house in this area under 300,000 and boom, it'll pull up Zillow and it'll automatically adjust the filters for you, do everything and present that information okay. to you. So it, it saves you about 50 or so clicks. Yeah, that's amazing. So basically simple tasks that you have to do on the internet, it can do for you. And more complex tasks, they have one video. If you click on the Act 1, what is Act 1? Scroll down, there are all these videos about how to actually use this. It even seems like it does Excel spreadsheets. You could take out rows, add rows, tell them to put in a row, adding the profit margin of oh this quarter. It, it does everything for you. Wow. And it's going to use this for the internet. It still pulls up the websites with the relevant information. But I think when you said it's going to replace the content site, yes, it may create its own display and show you the relevant information on their own page and not on your actual website, hmm. which kind of blows my mind. But you should check this out. Yeah, that's really cool. This is a company I would, if I were your age, I would try and get a job here. I don't care if it's remote. I don't care what I'd have to do. It seems like they want software engineers. Uh-huh. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm not a software engineer. But there's got to be something. I would keep on refreshing this and looking into this because this is going to be the future right here. If you could have a bot just run, do everything for you, you don't have to do all the minimal tasks, click everything. I wonder if it does. I am not a robot, too. <laughs> It says, most interaction with computers will be done using natural language, not GUIs. We'll tell our computer what to do, and it'll do it. Beginners will become powerful users, no training required. Anyone who can articulate their ideas and language can implement them, regardless of expertise. All right, so that was it for Adept. What, where's your list? Okay, all right, so we're talking about the internet, and recently everyone's heard the term metaverse, right? Yes. Okay, so what do you think of the metaverse? God, what do you mean? Like, what do you think when you hear metaverse? Like Ready Player One? Have you seen Ready Player One? No. Oh, it's a good movie. If you're talking about the metaverse, I would... Strongly, no, I haven't seen it. I'd strongly re recommend watching that movie. It's a good movie. What What do they all just put on their headsets and play the game? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the whole movie takes place outside in the real world and then in the metaverse. Yeah. And it's I don't, world. I don't think it would be like that. I feel like we're already in the metaverse ever since the internet was created. So the metaverse is a hypothetical interaction of the internet as a single universal and immersive virtual world that is facilitated by the use of virtual reality and augmented reality head headsets. So this term came out and they're saying that like you're interacting with the internet but through a headset. But aren't we all looking down at our phones like 75% of the day, 40% of the day for some people? Like I don't, it, it's different for everyone but some people are on their phones constantly. I'd hate to check the time. And on the computer and just the internet in general. We're so connected to it that like, why can't the metaverse just be the internet as a whole? No, I believe- and the property on it is metaverse properties. Like that's why we're seeing like such a, a rush right now. I feel like people are realizing that this is a world along with us. So I think there's something with augmented reality. I really like that virtual reality right now. Uh, gosh, last time I, I used that might've been four or five years ago. So it's still, it's still in its infancy. I believe we're in the matrix. I believe, I don't know at what point we crossed over, but have you ever heard of that, the Mandela effect? No. Oh, really? I've probably heard of it, but what is it? 
Okay, it's um, it's probably a lot of stuff that happened before your time, but it, it's when you know something to be true, but yet everything around you tells you it wasn't. Like when I was a kid, the Monopoly Man, I remember the Monopoly Man having a monocle, but there was no monocle anywhere for Monopoly with that man. I re remember him on the box with a monocle, but it's not. And then Nelson Mandela, former president of South Africa. I remember him dying a long time ago. And then I think it was in 2005, 2010, he actually died. 2013 is when he died. And that kind of blows my mind because I remember him dying. And there's a lot of people that remember him dying in the 80s and 90s. And then there's a bunch of people that also don't. They remember him dying in 2013. There was another one that just happened to me. Okay, Bob Barker. They celebrated his 99th birthday. And I remember Bob Barker dying not too long ago, maybe seven years ago, because Adam Sandler did this nice little tribute for him. But it never happened. So I don't know what's going on. They call that the Mandela effect. You just, you remember things that you thought happened that didn't happen. And yeah. Pretty wild. I heard about that on Netflix. It was like, it was a show about the brain and how your mind kind of just like how you said about the Monopoly man and him having an eyeglass over it. Mm -hmm. It's like it, your brain will just make up things when you try to remember something. That's what people who are in the Matrix would want you to believe, dude. Sorry, that was a joke. You're giving me a straight face. That was a joke. <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> That's what I thought, like... Yeah, now, see, I think so. when we ever had CERN or something turn on, boom, I was switched into a parallel universe because nothing makes sense, but that's just me. I figured it was the brain. Yeah, that, I mean, that obviously makes sense. I was hit in the head with a cast iron frying pan when I was four. My sister threw it. She claimed the wind did it. Where'd she hit you? Right back here. Where's What's back there? As far a as... A skull? As far as parts for the brain. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the brain. I'm not a doctor. I don't either. I, I went for investment banking and computer science, and now I build cars. So, go figure. <laughs> but, well, yeah, now I, I'd say I probably have some brain damage. I get a couple of weird side hustles that I thought were really interesting. One was, a lot of these kids have uh, drones. I've never used a drone, but a lot of kids have drones, and I think they're bigger and much better than what I remember back in the day. And you can mount a GoPro to it. Yeah. So this one kid I know, 19 years old, he uses his drone to inspect roofs. He just takes video of people's roofs, and then he'll zoom in, show cracks or something wrong with the chimney or really? bad shingles, things like that. Yeah. Only charges him $50, doesn't need to go up on a ladder on the roof, just uses the drone. He's not a roofer, so he doesn't know. He's just showing what he sees to the owner, and they can decide on what to do. Yep. I thought that was really cool because what does it take maybe 30 40 minutes to maybe not even that 10 minutes to film a, a roof go home edit a little bit show them you could edit in the car exactly maybe one hour's worth of time you got 50 bucks that's kind of a cool side hustle you could just uh, i'd pay you right now to uh, go check up on my roof you mean i don't have to get out the ladder and go up there that's I don't a good know. idea. Yeah, I actually heard about that somewhere else. I don't know where. Uh, someone was going around and going to these really nice neighborhoods with these beautiful houses and just taking amazing pictures, um, amer amazing like aerial pictures of their house with a drone, and then going home and like editing them, making them look very nice, and then selling the pictures for like three hundred bucks. Because like when you want to sell your house, don't you want nice pictures of it? One hundred percent. That's great for real estate people. It's like like you you own this one million dollar piece of property in the house 
don't you want a nice picture of it for when you're going to sell it? A 300, just an aerial view of the home, nice flyover. I mean, that's genius. Just contact any real estate office. They'd hire you on the spot. That's actually, that's actually pretty genius. I, I didn't know a real estate agent and be like, hey, you need a drone guy? Yeah. No, you don't even tell them, hey, you need a drone guy. I mean, you got to, it's all that corny stuff. No, you got to go out. You got to actually drone, uh, film the property, get the owner's permission, of course, or film your own property, show them how it's done, edit a nice reel, go to the real estate office, be like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I have to offer. You show them a beautifully edited film from your drone. You tell them if you have any houses that are pretty big or any houses, I can do them all. Name price. Boom. I can guarantee you'll get five houses within a week. A drone agency. Start a drone agency. Well, I mean, they have those uh, for the light shows. Instead of fireworks. Uh, oh, yeah, drone shows. Uh, beautiful. I never imagine if you could go back in time with a thousand drones like that and do some of the drone shows I've seen. Those people would think you were a god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday we were talking about, uh, or last week we were talking about content sites. I know you want to kind of dedicate this ed episode to content sites, but I felt we didn't have enough to make it yeah, a full it's episode. It's kind of hard to talk about content sites for an hour. But I remember sometime last year, because you created your site probably three months after I made mine around there. Yeah. And there were certain- It was six months. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, it was probably around there. So I remember you got closer to fourth quarter, and I just wanted you to get some things indexed. Yeah. And- you had called me last week saying, why do I have 91 or 83 unindexed pages? Discovered, but not indexed. Discovered, currently not indexed. And then I told you to Google it, and they said to, okay, well, yeah, just manually index them. You, I told you how to do it. You sounded like a, a light bulb just came over your head. You're like, oh, my God, this is what I was supposed to do because I told you five months ago... Yeah. Every post you create, just put it in there so you index it quicker. I just didn't think that was the place I was supposed to be putting the link, and then I figured it out, and now my pages are starting to be indexed. And what happened yesterday? You were actually, you were really happy, and I know you don't have that many clicks on the site because no. you, you, you'd you kind of work at it in spurts. You'd spend three days, you'd work on it, and then there would might be a couple of weeks where you wouldn't. And then yesterday, you, you got a bunch of clicks on the site. Yeah. They're all to the index pages. Yes. But I was also indexing under multiple URLs. That's right. You had three. Yeah. Somewhere so, when you were trying to set it up, you probably tried it three times or you didn't. Yeah. So you thought you had to create a yeah, new property. Yep. Okay. So now you're indexed. Um, you're indexed. You have a search console set up, everything, and you're good. Yes. Now are you gonna? Did you, and you signed up for a Zoic? Not yet. So I have today. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll sign up later. Yeah. I'll, I'll log in right now or have you sign up. So I just thought that was funny. Had you listened to me three months ago? Well, you, here's the thing. I listened, but then I forgot. Did you hear or did you listen? I don't know. We were on Discord when we were talking about this. We definitely were. Yeah, that's why I didn't get it for sure. Now, it was something you had said to me on the phone stuck with me, and I'm just throwing it in your face every time now. It's, you said, Mark, no offense, but I don't want to be you. 
And I said, no, I agree with you. I don't want to be me either. That's why we're doing this, so I can tell you what not to do, because I've tried everything, and I'm I'm an idiot. Yeah, you give me, you give me perfect instructions and workflows for free. And, you, so, and then I'm just like, oh, okay. And, the, and then I miss half the shit, and it doesn't work. But then I go back to it a few months later, and I'm like, oh, that's what I was supposed yeah. to. <laughs> I would have been so much further along. Yep. That's okay. When you found out your DX thing, you at least saw that one page or one post was on page one of Google. Mm. So doesn't that make you feel good? Aren't you excited? Now, if you could do that several times over with this, and I feel yeah. the niche you chose, you can totally rank page one top It's three. very easy to rank, but there's not much traffic. That's so, okay. It's just But ranking. still, it's, it's learning how to rank, learning how it works. It's going to be harder and definitely different in... Other niches, but or niche, niche or niche. I say niche, and I'm sticking with it. But if you want to go niche, I say do you. What is the proper one, though? Oh, I think it, it's one or the other, just tomato, tomato type of deal. Oh well. Speaking of uh, workflows and people's time and getting advice from like other people, so I feel like I find it like kind of difficult to get like actual like real advice from other people today. It's all through like social media, tweets, TikTok, YouTube videos, and courses. Reading, yeah, courses are a good way because they're like I've also heard a lot about like paying other people, like ha- paying other people um for their time. Yep, that's what we call a job. Thumbtack. What's Thumbtack? It's like this app where you sign up and I guess you you put out a post or whatnot, and then you can have like people who want to learn a certain thing you could be proficient in like any industry you could be like a seo pro or whatnot and i could pay you 15 or 50 dollars for an hour of your time just to ask you anything interesting find your local pro today yeah fitness equipment repair appliance repair appliance repair. so i heard this on I don't know. I think it was my first million. They were talking about how it's kind of flipped. You can't really go up to someone and be like, hey, I'll work for you for free. It's like, no, that won't really work because people are paying people who know how to do things and have certain knowledge for their time. It's like they don't want to have someone who doesn't know it already work for them. Well, it's if, like, if you're offering me your time for free, yes, you can totally work for me. 100%. Well, yeah, but... People who are, like, proficient in a specific industry, say, like, SEO or whatnot. Well, yes. If I'm, if there's a 10-year veteran or I need somebody who's a pro, yeah, I'm going to hire the pro. But I'm telling you, I'm going to hire the free guy, too, because he's free. Yeah. And if I teach him things, that's what most people do now. You just, you got to be smart and kind of have that guy sign a contract. It's like, okay, I will teach you all this stuff and work for me for free for a little bit, and then we'll put you on the payroll. But after a certain amount of time, after 90 days, you can't. You can't just learn everything and then go off and do your own thing or go work for somebody else. No, you got to at least put in a year with me or two or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Like a contract. There was a time when you get a free person and it's a hindrance because you're doing everything twice. You're showing them how to do it and then you have to do it yourself because they didn't get it right. Yeah. I mean, hire a competent free person. Okay. There's, there's ups and downs to that one. I didn't think of that. Okay, so what do you think about YouTube Shorts? Do you think they are going to get better over 2023, or do you think it's going to be more long-form content? Or 
or maybe like how do you feel about YouTube in general? Like, do you think that their platform is going to do better in twenty twenty three or do worse? Huh. I don't think it's going to do better. And if it does better, I don't think it's going to meet the estimates that the pros have. I okay. think it's just going to squeak by. But I, I think the days of YouTuber may be done. And I say that it sounds crazy because they're owned by Google. I don't think they're done. Look at what I think TikTok's going to be removed. No. So it's going to be the next thing. No. People like those long videos, and you can put a ton of ads in those long videos. So why would they want them to be just taken away? Why would who want what to YouTube, be taken away? YouTube. Why would that's YouTube? Such a, that's, a, that's a source of revenue for them. Those right. long, that long, long form content is, I think you could put like three or four ads. I think Twitter's going to. Six ads. I think Twi Twitter's going to take over the short form game, maybe even long. You think form Twitter content. is going to add like videos? I think Twitter's going to try and like shorts. I think Twitter's going to try and do it all. Oh, like they're going to add so much. I think like everything. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to. I think they're going to do a yeah. payment processing thing. I think they're going to do. Oh, like you think they're going to do the Dogecoin or crypto like microtransactions, or is that? No, I think they're just going to become like PayPal, but you do everything through Twitter. So you can pay anybody through Twitter. It's it's just a wallet. I think they're gonna have video. I think they're gonna have I don't know, maybe chat I don't I think Twitter in twenty twenty three is gonna be something to watch. Just cause it's Elon Musk. Yep. I think he wants to create the everything app. The problem with that is it's not gonna be good as the apps that focus on the one thing. Yeah. But I think he's crazy enough to pull it off. The guy I think got a rocket to land. You shoot it up and then land on a platform in the middle of the ocean. So that's not a guy I've ever bet against. And then I was actually thinking about it. That guy's so miserable. I wouldn't want that guy's life. You couldn't pay me enough. I couldn't have all his money yeah. and want his life. He seems so depressed lonely i don't know he, he lives in that tiny house but i don't even think he stays there much i think most of the time he's sleeping on the floor that's what he of said of yeah. office works crazy hours just has all he's the not problems. in some like crazy house or whatnot i don't think he just doesn't money doesn't matter to him uh, i think he just likes the adventure but i think the adventure is slowly killing this poor man yeah, that's usually how it works when people do like people when people do crazy things like start the first electric car company. No, see, I don't oh. think it's the first electric car company it's because there were electric. electric there were electric cars in the twenties. Yeah, and those things were no problem. You could probably go further on those things than you can on these. Really? I, I know a lot of stuff was better back then. Yeah. Okay, but I don't know where I was going with that company I just read about a couple days ago is called Glass Half Full in New Orleans. What these guys do is they take uh, recycled glass bottles. They break them down so much that it turns into a fine sand. Now, you would think that this fine sand would cut your feet or something, but no, it, it's so super fine. It, does, it, it just actually acts as kind of a beach sand. Yeah. Louisiana's coast apparently loses a football field worth of coastal wetlands every yeah, 100 I I minutes. I watched a YouTube video on that a long, long time ago when I was a kid. So what they do is they break all this glass down. There's recycling bins everywhere just for this company. They pick it up, and then they just bring it back to their facility. So all it costs is the manpower to do that. 
then they actually turn that into sand and they use that sand to reclaim Louisiana's coast. And I thought there's nothing more worthwhile than something like that. That's just a, a wild thing to take something that's going to be discarded. That's one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm. I wonder if he's got a government or a state contract for something like that. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That's pretty So cool. you saw a YouTube video on that. That's pretty wild. Yeah. A while ago, but I don't really remember the details. Okay. That was the interesting side hustle of the week. Oh, have you heard about loci bracelets? What the heck is loci bracelet? It's just a bracelet and it has like, uh, no, it's for ocean, right? I don't know. It's some brand that says they, for every bracelet you buy, they scoop out so much plastic out of the ocean. Oh, just like, is it Tom's Shoes or what's that? There's a shoe company. Well, everyone's doing the recycled plastic and shoes now, like Adidas too. Oh, are they? Yep. I don't know. No, Tom Shoot. I mean, yeah, if you support a com- company with a, a mission, I want to say it's Tom Shoes. I could be completely wrong, but for every pair they sell, they give a free pair away. Something like that. Why did we bring that up? I don't know. Recycling things. Oh, okay. They got a mission to restore the wetlands. You can even use that to build it up. I mean, when Abu Dhabi was being built... Yeah, they just dredged a whole bunch of sand from the ocean floor and they just brought it close to the coast and they built up the coast even more. That's uh, that's insane. Hmm. You could just do this with recycled glass and I'm sure there's enough of it you can find it. Pretty cool. What I wanted to talk about was one of my... You had brought up something on the phone. You want to start a pod or, or start a segment called Beer Money Side Hustles. Not a big sign hustle, but yeah. just enough for beer money. Yeah. I yeah. got one. This it's it's nothing new, but my buddy Brian, who I work with, he loves RC cars, and he's actually really oh, good. I was into RC cars um, when I was younger. Uh, gas powered or electric? Both. See, I used one when I was a kid. It was a gas powered one. I'd never because I'm used to the cheap Radio Shack ones. And yeah, they would only go maybe 15 minutes. My buddy's gas powered one would go crazy. But he'd crash that thing a lot, and those pieces are just so little and would break off, and you can never get the thing to, to fit back. Yeah. So my buddy was always talking about doing a, a 3D printing business, and finally, last year, he listened to That's why I thought about doing a 3D printing business on eBay, too, specifically for RC car parts. <laughs> The kid knows everything about RCs, and I told him, I said, you love this, get a 3D printer, do exactly that. I told him to even make videos of him doing it, which he's doing now, but it took him maybe a year, and now he's starting to see some significant sales for whole car bodies. It used to be just like little cool things for keychains with uh, the front of cars on them, things like that, but... Now he's doing something where he pulls in a couple of hundred dollars uh, a week or a month. And I don't know. I, I just like just those little things. Just printing little things yeah. like that. And he's just gotten really good with the software that now we're doing more things at our job for 3D scanning cars. So you have the DXF files and, and you could blow them up, have uh, full body scales of these cars that you could build wire forms or bucks off of. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just weird how learning one skill like 3D printing has created a little side hustle for him but also advanced him in work. 
And now we're buying all these kinds of crazy machines. And I think my boss bought a bunch of 3D printers because he liked it. And it's actually benefited one job we have where we got to make these six foot long palm ferns or fronds for this company. And there was no way to really set them securely with what we had. So we printed up these little collars in the yeah. 3D printer. We just printed 300 of them where if we had a manufacturer Ooh. making would have cost a lot. And no, this was just Brian figure it out press print. So that's my little beer money side hustle. And I want to congratulate my buddy Brian on actually starting it because he was talking about it for two years and mm -hmm. I kept telling him, dude, just do it. I'll yeah. give you the money to do it. Just, just start something. And he finally started and he's really happy about it. I actually, I used the 3d printed part in my electric skateboard. So tell him to look out for that too. Like you can 3d print the, uh, drive police that go into the wheels for DIY electric skateboards. Last week we were talking about the whole, uh, you have to look official. If you look official, you can get away with anything. You were talking about how two people would be on each side of the street and put up like an imaginary rope and cars would stop. Oh yeah, yeah, or carry a ladder into somewhere and just. Now I have the ultimate fake it till you make it guy. Uh, his name was Dion Rich and he died not too long ago, but I read this on Rolling Stone magazine. This guy is, just if you could do a movie, it would be on this guy. So he had this really good ability to gab. He could talk to anybody and it didn't matter. Uh, what he really liked doing was sneaking into high profile events. This guy would sneak his way into the Academy Awards or the Oscars or parties at the Playboy Mansion. Oh my gosh. His favorite thing though was to sneak into the Super Bowl. So in the first Super Bowl, this guy champed out and he found out where the teams would come in from. So he just put on the team's jacket and walked in right behind him for the Super Bowl. And that's how he got on the first one. Wow. She's gone to 35 of them without paying a dollar. He just walks right in. But over time, they figure it out because his picture was always on every Super Bowl ticket or, or identification card, something like that. But they always saw his picture and then they dug into it and they tried to ban him from it. <laughs> but the greatest one was in Super Bowl twelve, he was he had found a way to ride with the Denver Broncos to Super Bowl twelve. So he drives into them, uh drives in with them. But towards the end of the game, when it looked like the Dallas Cowboys were going to win, he sneaks over onto their side, and when they eventually win, he celebrates with them. Oh, my gosh. It came with this iconic photo of him holding up Tom Landry at the conclusion of the Super Bowl. He's on the right-hand side, just holding him up over his shoulder. Here's the picture. And it's just amazing how one what guy's... Just tell people everything and anything... He can? Oh, yeah. This guy was the ultimate smooth talker. Wow. Just, if this guy were a politician, he would have probably ran the world because he was that smooth. There you go. So that's, that's my hero of the week, Dion Hero Rich. of the week. I mean, he died a while ago, but he's the hero of the week, Dion Rich. Sneaks into 35 Super Bowls pay, without paying a thing. Wild. You're my, you're my hero. What else did he get into? Oh, I don't know. I didn't actually go through the whole... Uh, his whole story because this was just really on the yeah the NFL okay. on sneaking in the Super Bowls.
But I'm sure if this guy had stories, Academy Awards, I think there was a picture of him with uh, Bill Clinton and Oprah when she was younger. Oh, yeah. If you actually just Google him, you'll see all these pictures of him with all these celebrities. God bless him. So that's my hero of the week. Hmm. Now, we're probably going to end it on this because I actually think this is really interesting. I've asked you before, before, have you ever felt like, not that you're special, but that something great is going to come from you? I... It may even be too much hubris to say that, but there's something you're meant to do and, and you know that it's going to have a big effect on people. Some say feel like they're special, but I mean, I feel that's kind of weird. Not necessarily. No. That's something I have always felt ever since I was... No, not really. I've told my mom countless times, like, there's a purpose and I just can't... I know I'm meant to do something great and I just can't yeah. figure it out. Tough. But I learned that that's actually one of three traits of very successful people. It's one that they feel like they're special. But the second thing is weird because they always feel like they have imposter syndrome. That's something I always feel like I'm just waiting to be noticed that I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just BSing it my entire life. But I actually had drinks with a friend of mine who is maybe 10 or 20 years older than me, she told me one day, I'm just waiting for administration to realize I don't know what I'm doing. And I realized that there's a lot of people out there who feel like they just have imposter syndrome. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I've heard of it So a few times before listening to a different, uh, some different podcasts. I just want to say that if you ever feel like that, just know that you're not alone. Apparently, it never goes away. I'm, uh, you know, I am where I am in life, and I know it, it. nothing's changed. Even if I'm really knowledgeable on a subject, I feel like, I have no idea what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, maybe it just maybe it connected to like in a broader way. It's like don't dumb yourself down. You know, don't say that you can't do something. <gasps> Believe oh. that you can do it, and you will eventually find a way. Well, that's the thing with the it imposter might not be syndrome. Perfect, but because this is for successful people, so the imposter syndrome actually creates the drive. It's like you feel like an imposter, so you strive for excellence. You want to learn more about something. Oh, okay. you, you just try a lot harder. That's what makes you successful. And the third thing was, and I guess this is more for you, their ability to focus on one thing. Uh, no, I can't. But I guess, again, I don't I can't, think you reach. <laughs> it's a bad thing to not focus on one thing. I say focus time, dedicate time to one thing, like the website, dedicate 20 minutes a day to it. Doesn't matter what you do. Even if you go to search console and index pages or write one post or yeah. anything, just spend 20 minutes on that. Then 20 minutes on AI art or 20 minutes with any other AI program you have. That's that's what I've noticed. It's just about, it comes down to consistency. With that, you will get things done and you will also learn. It's either you're going to fail or you're going to make it. There you go. Well, that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Mark Laporte. I'm Mitch DeVallo. See you next week.